Just Man's the Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Amanda. If you're new here, hi. You're catching me on a night where I am feeling like chatty Kathy. <laughs> I'm actually ovulating right now. So I have so much energy despite having done so much today. I had back-to-back calls. I had a coffee and just felt like I was on top of the world, on top of already feeling on top of the world because I'm ovulating. And I've just been go, go, go and then chatted with a friend and just like still have extra energy to give. I feel like I have – I think this is this is something that I'm learning about myself is filling my cup is sometimes sharing my thoughts. And I feel like for a while I try to be like, oh, no, like filling my cup has to only be like something that I'm doing alone or like I need to be relaxing and resting. But I am somebody that like I cannot relax if my dishes are dirty in my sink. I need to clear the clutter. And so I, in the same way with my mental and my mind and my thoughts, if I have shit to say and I can't get it out, I will not be able to relax. So that's what I'm doing right now. One, I'm recording this before we go to a wedding this weekend. So you guys will be hearing this on the Monday after we had already been to the wedding. So I'm sure you're already seeing photos of me from the wedding. My dear friend Taylor and her now husband Spencer got married and I'm recording this before the wedding. So I will share with you guys about the wedding next week's podcast. But yeah, I am feeling like I need to lay on the couch and just watch Kardashians. But there's just every time I get the house to myself, whether, you know, the kids are sleeping and Lucas is out of town or Lucas just out of out of the house like he is right now watching the basketball game. I'm like, what do I do with my time? And today I just felt like, you know what? I'm ovulating. I'm taking advantage of this like want to talk and share and like sit down and chat with you guys. So that's what I'm doing. I have my cozy PJs on. I have a water. I'm probably going to eat some dark chocolate after this. Again, watch the Kardashians because lately I've been having a lot of guilt with like spending my alone time watching a movie or a show because I feel like I need to be like doing doing growth, right? Like doing self-growth, like journaling, writing, reading, doing something more productive. But like I just want to fucking watch the Kardashians. Like that's all I want. <laughs> so I'm going to probably do that afterwards. But I have wet hair because again, I am going to a, a wedding this weekend, but it would have already happened when this comes out. So I needed to wash my hair so that I can curl it. We have to wake up like so damn early to catch this flight to this wedding. I want to say we have to wake up at like five, which your girl is not a member of the 5 a.m. club. No, no, no. I'm like a 6.30 earliest. And honestly, I feel really good when I wake up at 6.30. Sometimes if I wake up at 7.30, I feel worse. I don't know. 6.30 is like my my sweet spot. And so I'm feeling a little uh, nervous about the 5 a.m. wake up time, especially because traveling with kids can feel so stressful. 
but I feel like we've done it before and we know how to keep our ducks in a row. So I'm holding out hope that it will be fine. Um, but yeah, I needed to wash my hair so that I can curl it tomorrow and then not worry about getting ready because we're just going to be so go, go, go when we get to the wedding. So like we fly in and then like an hour and a half later, we have to be at the rehearsal because Lucas and I are both in this wedding and it's just going to be kind of a hot mess, but I also just feel like everything's going to work out. (laughs) I guess I have to feel that way or it won't. So I was showering and I shaved my legs for the first time in like probably a month. (laughs) Honestly, I think I can get away with it because, look, I don't like love hairy legs, but my legs don't get noticeably hairy unless you're like literally up close and personal with my thigh or like my shin. And if you're anyone but Lucas, you're not or my children. (laughs) So I feel like I've just been able to get away with it and it doesn't bother me. And so I shaved my legs. I shaved my vagine. And honestly, that was like probably a little, little over a month. (laughs) I'm not one of those girlies that like loves to be clean shaved all the time. Lucas would probably, you know, disagree with that preference. But honestly, I just find it so much more uncomfortable if I'm like clean shaved. I feel like it just causes so much more like razor burn and you get me. So did that. But like, for some reason I have like a, an irrational fear that when I'm showering is when somebody's going to like break into my house and murder me. And uh, today the vibes were just not here for proving me otherwise. <laughs> Lucas, like I said, is watching a basketball game out of the house. So I was showering while the boys are sleeping and nobody else is here. And I start hearing like these bangs on the wall and Let me paint you a picture. So our bathroom is across from our bedroom and it's literally shares a wall with the boys room because my, my two sons share a room and Lennox and Ellis are sleeping. Right. And Lennox's bed is against the wall where the shower is. So sometimes, you know, if we shower, we turn the shower on when he's asleep, he will like kind of stir and hear us and like move around. And his water bottle is often right between his bed and the wall. So he like the water bottle will hit the wall, but I mean, Usually it happens like once or twice while he's like stirring and then he finds a comfortable spot and goes back to bed, right? But today I'm like sitting there shaving my damn legs, sitting on the bathroom, the the floor of the shower and I'm like hearing bang after bang after bang and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like I put him to bed an hour and a half ago. What the fuck is going on? I like kind of, I'm like, okay, well, it's just Lennox. Like he's fine. And then I keep hearing him again. And I'm like, what? So I'm like peeking out of the, out of the shower curtain, going back to shaving my legs, peeking out of the shower curtain, going back to shaving my legs. And like, it was just stressful. And it was funny because like earlier before that happened, I was in the shower and I was like, why don't I shower more? And that's going to sound like so bad because I shower probably every single night. I don't always wash my hair, but I shower every single night. Usually some, sometimes I won't shower if like I literally did nothing that day, but I'm like, why do I take such quick showers? Cause I'm like a max five minutes in the shower. I don't love to be in the shower long, but sometimes every now and again, every once in a blue moon, I get in the shower and I shave my legs. I shave my vagina. I wash my hair and I'm like, 
this is what life's about. Like, I love this time right now. I'm having such a blast. And so I had one of those moments and I was like, I need to do this more often. And then I heard Lennox banging his water bottle against the wall, kicking the wall. And I'm like, this kid is giving me a heart attack. This is not, this is not peaceful and calm and Zen vibes anymore. This is like fucking silence of the lambs. Is that the movie where she like gets almost gets murdered in the shower? What is that movie? Whatever you guys get my vibe. But anyway, I wanted to come on here today, not to talk to you guys about my irrational fear of being having my house broken into when I'm showering. But I wanted to talk to you guys about wants and needs, needs and wants, because I was just grappling with this concept for a while earlier today and chatting with a friend about it and just wrestling with it in my mind, okay? And I felt like I was kind of on to something but couldn't really articulate it. So I wanted to jump on the podcast and kind of share with you my thoughts. And I feel like lately, wants and needs have been something that Lucas and I have been like really, I don't want to say like prioritizing, but we're like aware of, right? And we have been. Like we're not necessarily people who just spend money frivolously, right? We, we're pretty we're pretty neutral when it comes to like we're not frugal, but we're not like spending X amount of money all the time, right? We're like – you know, we can justify some things. We can say YOLO and like have a good time, spend the money. And sometimes we'll be like, no, we, we, we really should not do that and we won't do it. But I feel like we're in a really busy season of our life right now where we're spending a lot of money. And I was postpartum for a really long time. I'm coming up on a year postpartum and I finally feel like I have the energy and the space. Well, we'll get into that. But I feel like I sort of have the energy and the willingness to cultivate more income in my business and and take on more clients and just make more money, right? Like I, I feel like it would be helpful for me to make more money so that, you know, Lucas has a really great job right now and he has pretty much been floating our boat for like the last three years. I've been just more inconsistent. Like I run my own business. Some months are better than others. I've had two babies in the last three years and I feel like my income is just so inconsistent, right? Whereas Lucas is is steady. He works at a corporate job, right? And so I feel like I constantly go into this mode of like I need money because truthfully like we could use more money. One, we want to save up for a down payment on a new home Two, we would love to put Ellis in some sort of like childcare, whether that's a babysitter slash nanny or going to a daycare so that I have more time to work and then therefore make more money. (laughs) Such a catch-22, isn't it? And then, you know, just regular life expenses like diapers, wipes, food, going out, enjoying ourselves, traveling every now and then, like quality of life, right? And I feel like I I get into this mode of like sometimes I will feel content with where I'm at and then whenever I feel like I need more money I feel like my contentness my contentedness of like where I'm at in my business and my career just goes out the fucking window. And so today I had a client call, well, not a client call, I had a discovery call. And I was like super hopeful, super like willing 
or not willing, super excited about this, the potential of this client because she was like my perfect client, such my ideal client. I wanted to work with her and I knew I could help her. Right. And uh, something that held her back was the financial investment. And I think I got a little discouraged because I, you know, I feel like I've gone back and forth on my pricing for so long and uh, I know my worth and I'm tired of not charging that because I feel like I should like lessen the bar for people just because they're in a financial situation where they can't afford it right now. But at the same time, like I, I just cannot keep diminishing my value and like what I need to charge for my cost of living. Right. So it's both. And I feel like I've gotten to a place where I feel really good in that. And so usually the no's don't get me down as much because truthfully, it's just a part of owning your own damn business and being an entrepreneur, being somebody that has a service, a product, you're going to get no's. And uh, I've actually been like pretty okay with that. But I feel like when we're at a time right now where we're spending a lot of money, we have a lot of weddings, we have a lot of travel coming up, we have a lot of extracurricular activities we want to partake in, just like life. I feel like I get into this mode of like, okay, well, how can I make more money to afford this lifestyle? And this is this is kind of the the conversation I wanted to have is like needs versus wants because growing up, my dad always used to tell me, Amanda, my father used to always tell me there's needs and then there's wants. If you need something, get it because you need it. If you want something, make sure you can afford it and then get it, right? And I love that sentiment when it comes to finances, like actually doing things that you can afford, right? Or buying things that you can actually afford because if you need it, you need it. That's the end of story, right? But if you want something, you need to make sure that you can afford it and then get it, right? And I think that applies. However, when I think it's about calling new opportunities into your life, you can't need something so bad that it feels like if you don't get it, you can't live without it because it's really not a need that's based in survival. And so at least for me, right? And so I think I'm grappling with this like whole definition because words mean so much to me, but I'm I'm grappling with like this definition of what it actually means to need money or need X whatever when it comes to business, but how to not project the energy of needing it because you need to actually want it instead of just needing it so bad. (laughs) It's a clusterfuck. It's a mindfuck, right? Like I feel like I keep going back and back and back and back and back and like over and over with this concept because I don't know I like my the math isn't mathing for me okay because here's the thing if you need something like let's say it's you need a babysitter you need a babysitter because you have a work obligation okay you need that babysitter because you can't leave your your two-year-old home alone just can't. So you need it. You need to pay that babysitter. That's a need. But maybe if it's like you want a new purse, you need to make sure that you can afford it before you get it. 
right? And so I think that applies. However, if we're talking about like, I want more money because more money would be nice to be able to afford me the lifestyle that I want to live. That's not necessarily a need based on survival because if I strip it down, more money would be nice, yes, but I don't need it for my survival. You catch what I'm putting down? So Lucas just walked in from wherever the fuck he was and fuck with my vibe. So my flow was a little interrupted. But what I was saying is like, basically, I think that that sentiment makes sense in my brain, but there's an also another sentiment that makes so much sense in my brain too, which I feel like I'm doing and it's not applying, right? Like the math's not mathing in this sense, in this scenario, okay? Because that whole phrase of like, if you need it, get it, makes me feel like that because I think I need more money, I should just like work harder to get it, like push harder to get it, keep forcing it to happen, like get it, get it, get it, get it, get it at all costs because I need it, right? But I need to talk about the energetics of needing versus wanting, okay? And then I'm going to talk about why it's actually not a survival need, okay? And how that is a is an important distinguishment to make. I feel like I'm saying that wrong that word wrong, distinguishment. I've like said it 3 times in the past 2 days and I feel like it's not the right it's not the right word. Distinguishment. Yeah, that's not a word. It's an important thing to to distinguish whatever. It's an important thing to clear the air on. (laughs) Please somebody DM me what that is. I'm like, I can't think of the correct way to use that in a sentence. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? So we have to first talk about the law of attraction if we want to understand why needing something and just getting it at all costs is not necessarily the way to go when it talks about like business and opportunities and clients, yada, yada. Okay. Because if we, if we assume that like attracts like, which it does, then that would mean when we need something, we're actually putting out an energy of lack, right? Because we need it, meaning we don't currently already have it. And so when we need something, it's it's like filling, it's filling lack, it's filling a void that's coming from a place of I don't have this thing, therefore I need it. Okay. And I've said this plenty of times. I don't have a pair of black jeans, so I need them. I don't, I don't have milk, so I need it. You know, it's it's the lack of something and then the desire to get it. Okay. And if we're talking about the law of attraction in this sense, it's when you're emitting a frequency of I don't have this thing, therefore I need it. It's coming from a lack frequency and what you're going to attract is also lack. You're going to attract that same energy in return. However, if you come from a place of abundance already, and what I mean by that is like, I will be okay if I don't have it although it would be nice to have it that's a different energy right because you're you're basically saying i i am 
comfortable with what is, not what isn't, right? Like I am okay with what currently is rather than I am not going to be okay until I I get what I don't have. And so I think when it comes to sales, there's such a big conversation with the energetics of it that no one's having. And I feel like me, I get caught up in like the, oh, well, I need more clients because I need more money. So therefore I need to go get that because of that sentiment that my dad always used to tell me of like, okay, you, you need something, get it. But I think that's what I'm realizing. And that is the, the language that I was searching for, right? Is that sentiment rings true, checks out when you're talking about buying. You need something, you get it. You want something, you you wait till you can afford it, then you get it. That's the sentiment you use when it comes to buying. However, when you're coming when it comes to selling, that actually doesn't ring true. And I'll never forget listening to this Ed Milet podcast with Matthew McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey says, <laughs> why is his last name so hard for me to say? Matthew McConaughey says, that when he was young in his 20s in Hollywood, he like just landed his first big movie. He was like, I need an agent. I, I need an agent. And his mentor was like, you don't need shit. You need to stop being so goddamn desperate. Go fuck off and ride motorcycles in Europe and then come talk to me. And that's what he did. He like went to Europe, rode motorcycles, did his little gallivanting in the Europe and then came back and didn't really need it as much. He wanted it, but he didn't need it, right? He wasn't desperate for it and then got it. So it's like that that stuck with me. And I think it's because I get so caught up in using the the, the method for buying for selling where it's like just because you – Sure, maybe you need it, right? Doesn't mean it's going to come to you because if you're so desperate and if you're so needing it so much, it's coming from a place of like, oh, I don't have this thing. It's like a contracted feeling, right? And I love this like frequency of emotions chart. Um, I'll link it below for people. It's actually what I put in my group course for for women who are um, taking my group course. But it's so it's so telling because like desire is such a low vibrational frequency on this chart. It's a feeling of contraction. And what it's going to do is it's going to attract that same thing in return. And so this is why I feel like sometimes I'm like just never content because I'm constantly desiring things. You know what I mean? And so something that I realized is like, if I stop needing something so bad and just simply tell myself or like not just tell myself but continue to tell myself until I feel this, that I will be okay without those things, I guarantee it will come to me because I'm opening myself up to abundance because I'm operating from a place of abundance. It's like acceptance. Acceptance is a really high frequency of, of emotion on the on that chart. And I'll link it below so you guys know what I'm talking about. Like acceptance, accepting where you're at, accepting who you are, accepting where you need to be in this moment is how you get yourself to that place of like opening yourself up to more expanding opportunities, right? So that's the one thing that I feel like I was grappling with is like, why does this feel so confusing to me, like needs versus wants? And I think it's because I was approaching my selling with the way that I approach my buying. 
And that's not the way to do it (laughs) because like attracts like, okay? So if you, again, if you need something so bad, you're coming from a place of lack. You're coming from a place of um, emotionally feeling like you're desiring something because you're not okay with what is. And so if you feel, if that resonates, I invite you to just kind of to zoom out and be like, well, do I actually have everything that I need? Yeah. Do I have everything that I want that I would like? No. But I have everything that I need. So I don't really need it that bad. And when you don't need it that bad, you come from a place of already knowing what you have and what you have is good enough and everything else just kind of like comes more to you because you're operating from that same frequency, right? It's like you have the your your potential client has to match your energy and vice versa. And so that was a really, really big learning moment for me. And I, I really needed to talk that out. And obviously I knew that I needed to talk this out because I knew I was missing something in my brain. And it was the whole buying versus selling that just like clicked for me in my brain. The other co- part of this conversation is the difference between soul wants and ego wants, soul needs and ego needs, right? I think that we oftentimes confuse our ego wants with our soul wants. And often our ego wants can feel like a need. And what what I mean by that is like, your ego ones are things like, you know, I really need that bigger house or I really need that that different car. I really need that um, that organic food. I really need that purse, that dress, that friend, that community, those followers. Like it's more of like an external need, an external thing that you want because your ego thinks that that's what's going to make you feel like you can belong or that you are successful or that you are worthy or that you are beautiful. And so it's like feeding these beliefs that aren't actually aligned with your soul. They're just more so aligned with your ego, which operates to keep you alive and safe. Okay. And I feel like I need to explain the ego a little bit for people who are like, wait, what? What I mean is like your ego is is like lives in the part of your brain. That's like how I like to imagine it. Your ego lives in the part of your brain that is basically just there to keep you alive and keep you safe. And in turn, your ego keeps you small because your ego is the thing that says, hey, get out of the road because a truck is coming. And your ego is also the same voice that tells you, you need lip filler because that's the only way that you're going to be beautiful. So it's like this this ego voice that's coming in with fear because it's it's afraid that you won't belong, which is like a basic human need, or that you won't be worthy enough, you won't be pretty enough, you won't be good enough, you won't be confident enough, you won't be successful enough, you won't be fulfilled enough. But oftentimes our ego ones are so drastically different from our soul ones. And so that's what uh, my friend was telling me today. Emma, you guys know her, Real With Emma. She's just filled with so much wisdom. And I love I love chatting with her because she often like helps me understand my own mind better. But I was talking to her and she's like, what maybe it's like maybe what you're what you're wanting isn't actually what your soul wants. And this like reminded me of something that I always say to my clients 
ego ones versus soul ones. And it's so funny because this is why I'm like such a big believer in like coaches need coaches, therapists need therapists. Like just because you are that role doesn't mean you also don't need that role in your life for you because we're so much better at preaching than practicing, if that makes sense. Like giving advice versus taking your own advice. And I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like I tell this to my clients all the time, but I don't notice where it happens with me. And so I I really realized like, holy shit, my ego doesn't just want more clients, more clients, or sorry, my, my soul. My soul doesn't just want like more clients to come my way. My soul just wants more financial freedom to be able to afford the lifestyle that I want to live and the cost of living and make and feel like we're not like in a pinch or like in a bind or like paycheck to paycheck sometimes, right? And to feel like my work is paying off, right? I think that's the biggest thing that I'm realizing is like at the end of the day, because I'm a projector in human design, I just want to be seen. My soul just wants to be recognized. My soul just wants to be seen and heard. And so I think the want wasn't actually more clients. It was more recognition and more financial freedom. And I was just like, okay, well that has to be clients. Right. But I don't actually think that that's what I also want. Because if I talk to people about what my dreams are, what my goals are, a big one as of late has been growing and scaling this podcast. Like that is a huge thing for me. Like I want to be on a network one day. I want this podcast to be something that more people listen to. And so with my mind being there and then also being like in the cultivating connection experience right now with this group course and like loving that with my mind being in those places, no wonder I'm like not getting the one-on-one clients. Cause it's like not actually what my soul is wanting right now. I think my ego wants it. I think my soul is lit up when I get to coach women one-on-one, but if we like really strip it back and I take off my ego blinders, it's like, I couldn't even get through both of my calls today with my discovery call and with this other gal that I'm doing an event with because Ellis is home with me and he was didn't want a nap. So he is he was eating, he was crying, he was wanting to be on me. So it's like that's why in the beginning of this, I was like, I feel like I have the space and the structure, but like I do when I don't because Lennox goes to daycare three times a week and Ellis is home with me all the time. So like I'm working, but I'm also with him and he's getting more mobile. He's like so close to walking. He's getting more like of a personality. He also is just so much more cuddly and like like codependent than Lennox was. Like Lennox I could put down and he could just go and, and he really didn't care where I was, honestly. Like he did and he didn't. Ellis is like, where's mom? I need mom. I'm going to go play mom. But then five minutes later, I'm going to come back. I'm going to give you a hug. I'm going to give you a hug and then I'm going to go play again. But I'm coming back. I'm going to give you another hug. Like he is so attached in a way and I love it and it's beautiful and I and I want to be there for it. And so I feel like, you know, when I get down to it, it's like my soul knows that my current structure and lifestyle with my kids maybe isn't set up for a one-on-one structure. Maybe that's why it's not being called in. And that's why like the podcast is really on my heart. The group course is really on my heart. And I love these things. And maybe if I stop being so damn 
rigid and listening to my ego wants all of the time, I can like zoom out and go within and figure out what it is I actually want and then therefore need, but not on a need level of like coming from a place of lack, more so like more so in the in the sense of like buying. Like what do I need? How can I buy that for myself? You know what I mean? And so what I mean by that is like figuring out what my soul wants and then understanding how I can afford that to buy it <laughs> and honor it, you know? And I think I was listening to a Frank Frank Ocean song earlier this or this afternoon when I was picking up Lennox from daycare. And I was thinking like, man, Frank Ocean really just like released a fire album and then disappeared. And then like another fire album and then disappeared and then just like wiped his hands clean and just like hasn't really released anything new. And I was like, if that isn't contentment now, I don't know Frank Ocean. He could also just have like a host of limiting beliefs and not want to create because he's like scared to create, or he can just also be the way that I'm perceiving him is like, I struck gold twice. Don't really need to strike gold a third time. I'm pretty content. Like that's kind of how I, I viewed it. And I was like, I wonder what it's like to just like be that content. Right. And I think that's really what it is. It's like, it is constantly going back to your soul once, whenever your ego is jumping in, whenever you're like feeling like you need something, you're desperate for something. Seeing if like that's actually in alignment with what your soul wants, because when you operate from your soul once, you understand like you you have everything that you need already. There are just still wants that you need or, you know, that you need to fulfill for yourself. There's wants that you have, but you're okay with where you are right now because like I think ego is very survival. Like I said, it's what keeps us alive and safe. It also keeps us small because it stops us from doing things. Like our ego doesn't like change. But like our ego, I feel like, often puts us in a fight or flight response because that's what it is. It's like our sympathetic nervous system stimulated. Our ego jumps in like, hey, get the fuck out of the way because, you know, there's a motorcycle coming. You know what I mean? Like it's it's this fear. It's this like loud voice. It's this jarring fight or flight response. And uh, when we're able to dip into our soul once, figure out we actually have everything that we need right now. We can operate from not only a place of abundance and then therefore attract the abundance that our ego was actually wanting and needing, but we can also find contentment there. Like we can actually begin to be fulfilled when we're tuning in with what our soul wants and operating from there. So all of this to say, (laughs) I feel like I'm having a very different approach with the way that I foresee my business. And now I'm a specific manifester. So I think I get kind of in my head sometimes being like, am I being too broad? Am I being too specific? I don't want to get too specific. But I think like even when it comes to these structures and roadmaps that I love so dearly like human design, it's also about like listening to what feels resonant to you in the moment and right now not being so tied to a way that I want to show up, 
meaning like not being so tied to my ego once, I think is going to help me unlock my soul once, even if it's not what my ego wants or what my ego thinks it should look like. And so that's really what I'm I'm saying here is like imagine, imagine how much happier, fulfilled, abundant we would all be if we actually operated from our soul once. Wouldn't it be something? <laughs> okay, guys, I think I've talked enough for today. I, I think I'm like almost going to be done ovulating soon. So I'm probably going to like get hit with a massive ovulation hangover <laughs> and be like, where did all of this energy go? But I'm going to actually relax and realize I have everything that I need right now. I deserve to honor my soul once and eat some dark chocolate while watching the Kardashians. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and always connect with me on my Instagram if you are feeling called to chat. Bye.